better word, is good. The time came when the ticker tape in the broker's office told a new story. It was panic. Sixteen and a half million shares of stock sold in a single day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Stock Dirty to Me, the number one podcast for beginner investors. I am, of course, full better the podcast mogul, but more importantly, I got the stock bro himself, Tony Zelensky, on the show. Tony, how are you doing? Uh, I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Life is good. I don't know. Uh, Life is good. The stock market's green. Well, yeah, you guys were super excited <laughs> yeah. in our group chat we have for the hosts, and you guys were going off the chain about everybody being in the green. Yeah, yeah, we had, you know, we finally, finally had that rise in interest rate that we've been talking about for yeah. like a year now, seemingly every week. Feels like it. Feels like our first couple shows we mentioned it uh, nearly a year. Yeah. You know, I'm a little surprised because I, I did think we were going to see a big drop in the market when they finally um, announced the, the rate hike of a quarter percentage point. But um, apparently, which was another possibility that this was pretty much priced in because they've been talking about this and alluding to this for so long now that when it finally happened and they actually did raise it to what they, everyone expected, it didn't cause any panic. It was kind of like a sigh of relief. Yeah. I think everybody was like anticipate, like when is it coming? So they've all fortified the positions and knew it was coming and they moved into proper positions where they benefited. Yeah, for sure. And I think because it was a quarter percent and not, like a half a percent or something more than what we expected. Um, It was a good day. I think if it was more than that, it probably would have caused some panic and sell off. Um, They also announced we will see six more um, rate hikes. Now, a lot of people, they they don't really understand what this even means. Like uh, we raised interest rates. What the hell does that even mean? So the federal fund interest rate is actually the interest rates um, that are loaned from banks. So banks use this to lend money to each other and they can send money instantly to each other. Now the, the rate has been zero for so long now, since, uh, early 2020 would be when the stock market crashed and just a tiny percentage point, uh, just a tiny increase of a quarter of a percent, uh, that could have a lot of negative effects on the economy. And typically, it'll affect government bonds, mortgages, um, car payments, credit cards, and many different types of loans, which I'll talk about in a little bit because I wrote some notes on this. Great. Um, Yeah, we're expecting six more hikes, and it's probably going to be somewhere around 1.5% total. And this is just the interest that's going to be used um, for banks to loan money to other banks. And because that rate is going to go up and it's going to cost banks more money to loan out their money to other banks to be used out for loans for the consumers, they're going to actually charge consumers more. So they're going to pass that cost down to the consumer. So if you went through a bank, uh, say for Capital One or what American Express or whatever credit card company you have, almost all credit cards are variable interest rates. So that means they'll fluctuate with the um, bank's interest rates. So whatever that bank decides to do, if they raise their rates, then your credit card rate is going to go up. 
And if you'll see on your bank statement or on your credit card statements, and I know a lot of people don't even look at this or really understand, but credit cards have the highest interest rate of anything. A lot of them are over 20%. And you'll see something on your on your credit card statement saying, oh, this is a variable interest, meaning that it can change. So those are the ones that are, are going to be affected the most, uh, like a car payment. If you have a variable interest on your car payment, your car payment could go up. Uh, if you don't have a fixed interest rate for your mortgage, your mortgage could go up. Uh, so what is one and a half percent, right? That seems like nothing. Well, um, even just a quarter of a percent is actually a lot if you think about it, because if you have, say, the average American has uh, $5,500 of credit card debt. This is a stat I just pulled up before the show. The average American has $5,500 in credit card debt. Now that just that quarter percentage point could actually end up costing you about $60 extra a month on your payment <laughs> to carry that over every month. Because remember, compounding interest is an amazing thing, but it also will kill you with debt. And Sorry. nothing is worse with compounding interest than credit cards. Because it's also like, let's say you have like 55, it's that's 60. And then it, you only pay off like a hundred dollars. You still have to, it's still a lot more. Like you're barely paying off the thing. It's going to be 60, 60 nearly off the whole. Wow. Yeah. You're going to have to add more to what, I mean, if you're paying minimum payments on credit cards, that's probably the worst thing you could ever do. Um, that's just absolutely going to kill you. You're never going to pay it off. So you have to pay more than the minimum payments. Because typically the minimum payments on a credit card only covers the interest that you're going to accrue for that year. So you're paying 12 months, you know, you're paying monthly, but every month is, is going towards that one twelve payment for that yearly interest. So you're literally paying nothing on your principal. You're just paying interest. Uh, this is why I don't use credit cards. And when I do use credit cards, I pay them off in full. Um, when I was younger, I got myself in credit card debt and it was horrible. Uh, now I'm like so nervous about it. I do have a credit card, but I literally only use it for an emergency or, um, I have an Apple credit card actually. And I, sometimes like I, if I wanted to buy a new phone, I recently bought a new phone and I did put it on there because they have 0% financing. So I'm like, ah, I'm just going to do this. I don't have to spend a grand, uh, right now. I'll just because it, it's literally cost me nothing to just pay it in payments rather than pay it all now. So it made sense like, oh, I'll just do it in payments because it's 0% interest. Um, but really what you're going to do is you're, anybody that has credit card debt, if you have cash, it would be smart to pay your credit cards off now before this goes up to 1.5%. Um, and this is the same with car loans, like the average car loan right now in the U.S. for a new car is $600 a month for a used car. It's about $450 a month. I was kind of shocked to see these stats because my car payment's way less than this, um, which is surprising that people are paying this much for a car. Um, I could do that pretty easily, but I don't want to spend, uh, you know, any, any more than five to 10% of my sal my yearly salary on a car loan and insurance. So I looped my insurance into the car payment. Um, so the other, the, the thing is this process of rising interest rates, the whole idea of this is to do it slow and methodical over time, month by month, they're going to do a quarter percent hike. Um, it might not even be every month. It might be every other month. And the whole point of doing it this way rather than doing it all at once 
is because when you increase interest rates, you see lending going down at banks. People can't get easy free money anymore. Money's not cheap anymore. Housing or mortgage mortgages are going to be higher. Car payments are going to be higher. Credit cards are going to be higher. So it's going to cost you more to put yourself in debt and people can't afford those higher payments. Uh, so you're going to see less spending. Anytime you see quantitative tightening is what's happening right now, people kind of, kind of start hoarding cash. And when that happens, the economy can go into a recession. So the Federal Reserve is trying to do this slow and methodically. So it's not to cause panic. It's not to bring spending and GDP to a, to a screeching halt. Because right now we're still seeing growth in the economy. And when you start making it expensive to take out loans, that's going to slow growth down significantly. And then when that happens, it puts you into a recession. Uh, so they're trying to do it in a way that they're going to avoid a major recession. I'm predicting recession is going to happen anyways. And we're going to see at least probably a year to a year and a half of uh, no gains in the stock market. Uh, that, that would be the worst case scenario. Um, and I think it's likely. And I think this is a great time, especially if you're not investing, to load up every week, dollar cost average every week, because two years from now, five years from now, uh, 10 years from now, you're going to be like, wow, I'm so glad I bought while everything was in the red and we're, we're in a bear market. Because many people today, um, I mean, it's been 10 years since we've we've had a bear market like this. So take advantage of this. Wisely. But do it wisely, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, don't try and find the penny stocks that are going to jump overnight. This is going to be a long time play. Like we always advise here on the show, um, how we invest is in the long term. We don't look for those jackpot mentality type things. And do not invest any money that you're going to need mm -hmm. um, within, I would say, within the next year and a half minimum. Obviously, I, I say five years is a smart play to put money in expecting to use it within five years or not expecting to use it within five years. But if you're like, Oh, I don't want to wait five years. I would, I would say no more than a year and a half, you know, don't plan to take it out in or no less than a year and a half, I should say. Uh, because I don't, I don't think we're going to see a recovery. And I know the market shot up huge today and it was up yesterday, but I think that's, that's a fake, uh, it's a fake trend right now. It's not going to last. It's going to go back down. Um, and because to be quite frank, I mean, the economy isn't as strong as these numbers are telling us that it is. And inflation is absolutely through the roof. And I think they're probably going to have to raise rates more than what they're saying. But they're trying to be um, subtle about it to not cause more panic. So we'll see. Yeah, I think that they, they probably will do 2.5 raises. And they may just try and see what would happen at a 0.5 raise. And if it doesn't damage the brand, nothing, or like it doesn't damage the market, it's not a huge drop, then they'll probably uh, go with that to get it all set up and done as soon as possible. I don't know if they did this on purpose. If they did, they'd be very smart. Um, it seems like they should have raised rates a, while, a long time ago, probably six months ago. But because they've talked about it so much and they've kind of ingrained that into people's minds that this is, hey, this is going to happen, that it's possible that a lot of the sell off that that was going to happen like on a day today, like today or this week has already happened, has already been priced in. So we may only see maybe another five or 10 percent downside to the market index. 
So in a way, they might have played it very smooth and and quite uh, kind of brilliant if that if that's what they were going for. We'll see how this plays out, obviously. But um, I I think it I think by mistake it actually worked out pretty well so far. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, because I think what happens is when they announced the rate increase like six months ago, uh, they got all the early birds out. Because those are the people who are going to be yeah. scared. So they got out. So you didn't have this. You had a dip, but it wasn't like, oh, this is going to hurt us. Because we're every month and every month as we get closer, more and more scaredy cats get off because they're seeing the market drop. And then when it actually does happen, you only have long-term investors and in who know yeah. that the smart play is to buy. And that's why we saw the lot, the green the Man, last few days. Days like today and yesterday, why you don't? You just hold and you just wait for because. I mean, the NASDAQ was up over 4% today. I mean, the S&P was up, I think, like 2.5%. Just in two days alone, we saw like a 6% jump in, in the NASDAQ. And I mean, you just got to wait. You just got to wait. And and it sucks. It really sucks to see your account go down. But mm-hmm. if you're young, if you're in your 30s, your 20s, your 40s, even your 50s, to be honest, you can wait. You really can. If yeah, you've got if, a five yeah. or 10 years to go, you could wait. I, funny enough, I was having this conversation at, at the at the pub with this guy, and he's like, "I'm like the the smartest play is just to put your money into the S and P 500. Just it yeah. it on average for the last like 50 years, and I, I think it's even longer than that, but um, it has averaged 10 percent return. And he's like, "No, no, 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 it's nothing's like that. It's not like that. It's like five percent or lower." I'm like, no. "No," and then I'm like. He's arguing. I'm like, where are you getting this? And he's like, I have an MBA. And I'm like, we have a computer right here in our hands. We're <laughs> going to call it Google. I, and I, I didn't even look at it. I, we had a third party look it up and it was 10. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's smart. Yes, it was. It was. Play. Yeah, it was, it was like 10%. 9%. It was like 9%. It, it said on average was 10% the last yeah. like 50 years or something like that. It was saying it was like 9% until 2020. And then just it, the market just shot up and actually increased it a little bit. But yeah, five is pretty low. He's probably thinking of a traditional investment like stock bond split. Yeah, That's probably what, he probably didn't even really know what that was. The S and P five hundred. No, it was my desk. How many people we we get? We got to get some questions going. Yeah, if you have questions, guys. Up, oh, wait. We just got a message from our good friend here. Let me just see what. Um, five he, minutes. He's going to be in in five minutes. Okay. He, he is always with the time. Yeah, we're gonna bring it's hard with Australian time, Eastern time. It's it's hard to get going, but it's fine. Um, yeah, if you guys have questions for us, hit us up in the uh in the in the comments down below. We want to know what you guys think. Are you nervous about the the Fed increase? Uh do you have any questions about certain stocks, why you should buy or stuff? One thing I I would say that's been very beneficial for my life is yeah, you know, I, I saved up a pretty good nest egg of cash. Um I have pretty good, um, uh, oh, daylight savings time. That's why Lloyd was all messed up. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we, we're we an hour ahead. Yeah, we're an hour ahead. Okay, yeah, that, that, that yeah, we're an hour ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we're <laughs> uh, well, what I was saying was, um, yeah, it's important to have cash. Uh, you want to have your, your, um, investment account your portfolio you don't want to touch it 
But I would say probably the most important thing that's so important as an adult is to have a good credit score. Oh, yeah. Because with a good credit score, you don't need money to do anything. You can do anything you want to do. Um, You can take advantage of Apple cards like I did where I have 0% interest. You could take advantage of like an Amazon credit card. If you have good credit, there's so many things you could take advantage of. And you can use that, basically get free money and you just finance it for no, for nothing. Uh, it's, having good credit is amazing. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so, uh, it's awesome. And um, we have a question. Uh, I see your question, Dorothy, and we will get it. Uh, I want to see if Lloyd's going to be able to come on because it's more pertaining to him. But I was actually talking with some younger people at the pub. Um, these are people who work there and they don't even have that high credit because they knew how bad the credit is because they heard from their older siblings. One of them actually had a horrible credit because uh, he was a, a, a silly boy when he was at 18, got that credit oh, yeah, card destroyed, course. which we all do. It's like we all did that. Yeah, yeah we, we we all yeah. do that because we're all silly. Um, but he's like, how do I get it back? I'm like, so this is what you do. Go see if you can get a prepaid credit card or a locked in credit card. And once you have that, then you can go up and they'll see you. They, they, you're not a risk to them because you have the money there and it's sitting there. If you miss a payment, they can take it out of that. And so yeah. he did it for like six months and he just, he just scored in a, a perfectly good credit card. Like he's gotten a, an increase on his credit card without having to be locked in. That's gone. His credit score is going up and all that great stuff. And it's just yeah. taking care of your, your credit does wonders. A girl who had an amazing credit card. Like amazing credit, never like overpays her credit card, which is the worst type of client you can have for a bank. Yeah, by the oh, way, yeah. they hate you because you're not get making the money. So what you want to do is you want to pay on your due date. Yeah. So the due date of the payment, you make your payment. They love you at that. They're like, okay, good. And so you're 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 a good client. They like that. She was she's looking to buy a car. She doesn't want to get a a, uh, a loan because she's like that's that's the worst thing to do. So she looked at getting a line of credit. And she was like pre-approved for like $15,000, like right off yeah. the bat. Like it well, was insane. I, I do think, uh, I would say having some debt on your credit report is actually a good thing <laughs> for you because you want to like, uh, for instance, I just bought a car during the pandemic in 2020 and uh, it was only like, eight, it was only 18 grand because uh, I don't need anything fancy. I could have bought the car in cash and I thought about it, but then I was like, well, this is a benefit of having good credit. You get a really incredible interest yeah. rate. So the amount of money that I'm financing that I'm going to overpay, it's such a small amount of money that's tacked onto the car. It's not even really worth it for me to pay it all at one lump sum. And the good thing about that is if you show a, a history of paying this car for five years or four years or whatever, mm. that is just going to bring your credit even higher than it would be if you just pay it all off at once. You yeah. want to show that you can make on-time payments. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, what's important. The most, the most important thing for that is. I would say taking on um, the, the credit is great, but a lot of people take on it. too much date. Yeah. Or too much, too much date, too much debt. Yeah. So like they'll go buy a car for 40, $50,000 and they're only making $50,000 a year. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. It, even if you're making uh, $80,000 a year, you know, I'm not going to go buy a 40,000. I'm not going to buy a car that's half my salary. You know, it's just, it's stupid. You don't need it. Um, so it's a lot of people, they get in, in over their heads, you know? 
Like I remember Lloyd telling a story on uh, the, when I first interviewed him on investing yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast, um, talking about how, where, where he was working, he was out working in Dubai. He uh, leased like a Hyundai, like some, like a, a shitbox car. And he drove it into the ground. He was living as frugal as his friend. He was living with four other people, you know, and he was never going out. And Dubai is a party city if you know where to go. And that's how he made his millions. Like he was work- hardworking, did his working, created a side hustle as well in the free time and didn't upgrade his car to be flashing on all that so that he had more money to invest in the stocks. You Honestly, live as frugal as possible. That's, that's really what it's all about is living frugal and sacrificing for a little while. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to do to get to that, that portfolio by 40. If I can do this for six and a half years where I just sacrifice, um, I ma- you max out your 401k, you put as much into an index fund as much as you can every week and just keep compounding interest, piling on top of the compounding interest and keep your debt low. And you got to find ways to make more income because you're not going to hit a million dollar portfolio making uh, 75, 80 grand a year in six years. You got to do things to increase your, your cash flow unless you have no debt and you're investing everything you can. <laughs> and you're, yeah, then, no you're, doing, then you're able to. No one's doing that, especially if you have children and you know student loans and car payments and whatnot. So you just gotta, you gotta try to make smart decisions in what kind of car you're buying smart decisions about going to school if your degree is going to be useful and how much you're paying for this degree. Um, and fortunately now I, I actually did that and I was smart about it, but in my twenties, I made all the mistakes of buying the really expensive car and paying too much for school. <laughs> so I learned the hard way. And a lot of people do, unfortunately. Um, so do we have, do we have, did you say we had a question? Yeah. So we have, it's Dorothy, one of our regular uh, listeners and commentators. And we always thank you to be a regular listener and commentator. She's like, what do you think about the Chinese stocks today? And the reason why I said this is a great question for Lloydy, a good friend Lloyd, you know, uh, is because he's heavily in on Alibaba, which, uh, which he showed, which had a nice bump today. Yeah, can we pull up the chart for Baba on the screen? Yeah, here? give me a second. I think they're up like 30% or something crazy like that. Um, Over to Market Watch. Yeah. I believe, uh, uh, I, I believe what happened. I did briefly I did briefly read into this. I just wanted to verify. But I saw that the Chinese government is now looking to start playing nice with U.S. regulations um, and be more open to Chinese companies on U.S. stock exchanges. And I think they are now allowing companies to make money. <laughs> you know, there we go. They're easing their their. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say their stance. Um, well. They're allowing they're allowing their companies to operate more like capitalist companies now, and I think this is ex- kind of exactly what we talked about was going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember we were all talking about this for weeks. China wanted to send a, a message to Jack Ma and their you know these powerful companies in China to let them know, like, hey, yeah, you guys are doing great, you're making billions of dollars, 
But at any moment, at any time, if you step out of line and say anything negative about us, we can shut your company. We can destroy your company if we want to. And they did. I mean, look at Baba. I mean, it's dropped what an insane amount over the last year. Yeah, it was. uh, Lloyd was talking when it was at like a. Back in November, he's been dollar cost averaging, and it's just been going down, 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 down ever since. It's like down in the last six months, it is down uh, 30, 32%. 32%? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So in the last 12 months, it's even with a jump of 37% today, it's down 55% still. So in the last year, it has a lot to go in it. I don't think it's going to be going up 30% a day. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for this to, to recover um, because simply because their income is down so much. I'm looking at a financial statement from Baba and I mean, their income from the last couple quarters, they're down like 75%. They're still making huge profits, but it's going to take some time to, to recuperate some of that. And we got to wait for the next, we're probably, the market's probably going to want to see a couple more earning reports in a couple more quarters and if it and if it pops back to where it was before it's probably going to skyrocket it's probably going yeah, to be right. Lloyd's going to get his 100 bagger yeah well he'll at least get back to to zero and then you know it'll go from there um but it's it's one of those things where we kind of I kind of expected this I was worried because uh I personally don't invest in any individual st- Chinese stocks, and I don't really invest in much individual stocks anyways, because I think there's a lot of uh, manipulation with these companies, especially in China. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we have a lot of crony capitalism in America as well. But in China, they can literally end your company (laughs) at the snap of a finger for no reason. Like they don't have you don't have to go to trial and do all kinds of things like you do have to in America. They can not you're done. We can delist you. We can take you off the exchange. So uh, you just got to be mindful of that. Now, as Lloyd has said many times, it doesn't behoove them to let Alibaba fail. It makes no sense because Alibaba is like essentially the lifeline to their economy. And if they want to, you know, if they want to continue their goals of uh, someday dominating the world and being an economic powerhouse and being the number one economic powerhouse, they're going to need companies like this to succeed. So... It's true. That's the next wave where uh, the next wave of uh, capitalism is coming from. Yeah, we all know this is the, you know, a lot of people equate this to the Chinese Amazon. Um, It's just like it would be bad if Amazon failed here. Uh, You can't really let this company fail unless there's an alternative. True. True. Um, All right. Anything else? Uh, I'll just go ahead and drop this off anything else you want to talk about any other stocks you want to message of course if you're watching let us know in the comments down below any questions you have for the stock bro himself tony yeah i don't know uh what else we had on the agenda it'd probably be easier if we had lloyd because i can't really remember exactly what we were going to talk about <laughs> but i knew the fed meeting was a hot topic and yeah. I knew Pablo was something we we're going to Oh, we also have, uh, no, that was a joke. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The, the AMC gold miner stock. Yes. No, no. Uh, there was something Lloyd wanted to to talk about. Well, he wanted to talk about how China stocks are a good lesson in value investing, which we kind of touched on. 
Yeah, buy low. Yeah, I mean, I, I think another great lesson in value investing is Facebook right now. I really, oh, yeah. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. I don't think it's going to recover instantly. It's going to take some time, but uh, I think it's a great value. Um, so, yeah. That's I guess that. we can that. we can wrap up the show if there's not yeah. any questions or anything like that. It's all right. I I have things to do, so yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. okay. Ending the show. All right, Tony. Uh, where can they find you and listen to your wisdom? Yeah, yeah. The Stock Bros Podcast. I haven't put out an episode in a while. I've been so busy, but um, you do have a child, so it's all right. We forgive you. Yeah. Um, and work's been kind of crazy, so. But yeah, that, and you can obviously find me in the group. Um, and also I uh, put my course on sale for 50% off this week. So I'll drop a link for that in the uh, comment section. Awesome. All right. And of course, if you're interested, uh, you can follow me and uh, on Twitter at Phil Better Mogul to see all the podcasts that I love to talk about and ret- and talk uh, and uh, share their latest episodes. So if you're looking for new ep- uh, podcasts, go check out there. And of course, the stock Dirty To Me pod on all social media. I thank you so much for watching. And guys, we wish you some great investing. Yeah.